Hello, everybody, and welcome to Athletic Definition. My name is Coach Ray Z, and this is Athletic Definition's 100th episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. I really appreciate it. Wow, what a journey. Just to think, uh, it's been under a year, and I'm already accomplishing my 100th episode. Typically, most podcasts produce maybe about 7 to 10 episodes, and then they give up. They quit. Now, me, if you're first time joining me, who is Coach Ray Z, you ask? Well, let me tell you, I'm an endurance athlete who will be completing his 57th marathon this upcoming Sunday, May 1st, in the Orange County Marathon. Uh, I believe you can still use my discount code, so it's RayRuns10. If you are in the area, the OC, they have a kids run. That's on Saturday. They have a 5K. They have a half marathon and a marathon. I'd love to see you out there, beer garden, uh, and they're going to have music as well. If you're around, be sure to join me. As I mentioned, uh, I'm an endurance athlete who has completed uh, 56 marathons. This Sunday will be 57. I'm also very active, love to play all kinds of sports. I've worked in major gyms, you know, nationwide gyms, and also in small MMA uh, gyms as well. I'm sure that there's a lot of people who watch Joe Rogan and got inspired by him a little bit. Fan of Joe Rogan here, you know, to be completely honest, I listened to Joe Rogan and I, I seen him. It's not like he just made it overnight. It, it took him quite some time to become who he is. And I'm sure that when he started, he had no idea that he'd be getting what a $200 million offer. Listen to him. And here and there, he, you know, for a while, he, he kind of stopped. But for a while, every guest he had on, he would tell them, you should start a podcast. You should start a podcast. Felt like he was talking to me and I was watching YouTube one day and I saw this young man telling this TED Talk story on how, you know, he always felt like he was just like a spectator watching other people play the game, you know, like that even the bad boys were living their dream when he went with his friends to a baseball game and that he was just always just being a spectator. And as he was like deep thinking, he started going home and his friends were riding their bikes on the opposite side of the street. A car came and to avoid hitting his friends, it swerved. And when it swerved, it ended up hitting him. He ended up flying. I don't know how many feet he flew. He got really, really hurt. He was in the hospital. I believe they told uh, his parents to say, uh, you know, their goodbyes. And then what ended up happening is um, he ended up, uh, being okay and if you guys can hear maybe you could hear it maybe not but my little nephew's here in the background so i definitely could hear him this this microphone and earphones are really top notch hoping that maybe doesn't pick up on here but yeah so getting back to you know the story of uh, man and his he doesn't have like a normal name so i can't remember his name i'll have to look it up so he has this great ted talk on how he was never a runner. He should have died. And then he decides to start running. And not only is he going to run a marathon every day, but he's going to give away a book after. So he sets that up and he starts going across the country. He runs a marathon every day. And then he goes and gives a talk to like middle school kids. And that just reminded me of, you know, I, I have a couple of friends that I'm trying to get on here, but they're Android users waiting for Fireside to, you know, open it up to the to the Android. So one of them is my boxing coach and the other one is just my childhood friend. My boxing coach was in a car accident, should have died, you know, had all kinds of things happen to him. They, they told his family to say your goodbyes and he lived, he had to learn how to walk and talk all over again. 
you know, he has some scars. My other friend as well. He, him and my other friends were like, flew off a mountain basically. And he, you know, his injuries were the most severe out of everybody in, in, in the truck. And he went into a coma and, you know, he, he is doing good. He's running marathons with me and he, he's a beast. And just knowing people like that, I'm like, man, you know, this guy who inspired me, who, who got me fired up when I was watching the, the Ted talk on YouTube, when he, he got me fired up, I was, I was like, I got friends like this. And I kind of started getting fired up through my own friends. And that's when the idea first really popped into my head, a podcast. You should do a podcast. And I would start to talk to people and I would tell them, hey, I want to do a podcast. But I didn't have all the right equipment. I wanted to do a podcast. And I had even no idea of how much was entailed to do a podcast. But I knew I wanted to do one. Uh, but I don't think I really took it too seriously. I, I thought it would be easier to just make a YouTube content. So I was uh, learning a lot about videos and, you know, through, through my whole journey, everything that you do in life you may not think that you'll use it and then at some somehow some way you end up using it i always uh, like photography and i went to school you know just like a little community school for photography didn't finish it or anything but you know you learn the basics when you first get a camera you think you could just shoot but there's so many different things to know about lighting and and contrast and you know different things like that and some of that stuff that I learned in school definitely helped me to be able to set up like my lighting that I have right now for this live show that's being streamed on Twitch and Facebook and YouTube and as well as everybody here on Fireside. So those are some things that I thought, oh, I might use, I may not. And then I bought like a video and it, it showed more how to do editing and I've been just messing with the editing machines and my editing's getting better, I could tell as well. And so far, you know, so far so good. Uh, you know, 100 episodes uh, with this. Uh, I have some other shows that I kind of did a test pilot. So I have over 100 shows, but uh, specifically for athletic definition, in 99 episodes, I reached 64 countries and all 50 states. So thank you, everybody, for that. Germany um, is the second biggest uh listener so thank you so much uh germany and then the uk canada as well and uh i reached so over five thousand downloads as well so i'm i'm I, I was so excited when i got my first first play I, I was like oh that is so cool because i'm you know i'm as i was mentioning an endurance athlete one of the reasons why i well, there was many reasons why I hesitated to start doing YouTubing, but one of the things that I realized, and I wasn't really quite sure, but was you have to be able to record yourself working out, or if you're not recording yourself working out, you either did your workout and then you record yourself working out. So you're actually pretty tired. You're, you're, you're either faking the scene or you're really recording the scene and i'll give you an example if i'm recording myself running i either gotta set up my tripod and then run and if i want to do it really good like professional i want to have different angles so then i have to run back and then run from there and then run again and then change the camera and i always just felt that that you know was taken away from me actually working out and that's kind of what helped me back as well you know, growing up to everybody, you'd always watch somebody and be like, oh, I think uh, I think I could do that job. 
Uh, oh, thank you very much. I'm looking at the at the comments here, and Jen says, "Congrats on 100." I appreciate that. You know, so many times in life, we may let some sort of fear stop us from doing something, but we always think we could do a better job. Bruce Buffer um, and his brother—I can't remember the other boat, Jim Jim Buffer—I can't remember his name, but one of them gets paid a million dollars for every time he says, "And it, you know, let's get ready to rumble." And I saw like the little documentary on that and that really just started because they were at home watching the fights and they thought the ring announcer really just sucked and they thought, hey, I could do a better job. And that started their whole road to, okay, let's try it. And then they actually went out and got jobs and did some ring announcements and you could kind of hear the, the the progression coming along and then he finally got that and then from there it, it took off. But how many of us have actually like had an idea or listen to some sort of creator or TV host or someone singing and be like, I could do that. I could do that. But it was really difficult back then because, you know, it was only certain companies controlling everything. They decide who gets on TV. They decide who makes the movies. And then with the internet and as the internet speeds along, then you get platforms like YouTube and fireside where you could, you know, show more and more and do more. And now, if there's something that you want to do, now there's really no excuse and you let the audience decide. You let the audience decide if they like your content or not. Even when you're beginning, they're going to decide whether you know they like your content or not. Because, for example, some people be like, well, I don't know if I should start a podcast. I don't have a microphone like you. I barely got this microphone this year. I did like maybe 70 some episodes without a microphone you know, to make sure that I was committed uh, because I, I, like before, like I mentioned, I, I was all ready to go YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Now my YouTube channel is actually uh, going because I use Athletic Definition. I have like about 110 videos out there. And this is my 100th podcast. And I listen to, you know, teachers and mentors and, and just the top and everything from, you know, football to top coaches. And in, in YouTube, one of the top guys is Mr. Beast. And um, I've also heard Gary Vee talk about until you do 500 episodes, then you are really truly looking at your analytics to see what your fans want. So far in the past year, I've, you know, it, it's in, so interesting because some shows are really popular here live on Fireside. Some shows are not. And then some shows really take off on the podcast and some don't but then they'll make up for it on YouTube. So it, it's really fascinating. I There's got to be some sort of easy way to, to tally it all up to see how many downloads I have. And one of the things that I learned is uh, you're only getting like the reports of the ones you actually have submitted to and claimed rights. So you could actually have more downloads. Also, like, <clears throat> you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, talking bad about Amazon because they bring in so much traffic to me, uh, but Amazon does not give you any sort of statistics on on how many listeners you have or how many downloads. So they don't. That's not even included in the five thousand downloads that I have. So I, you know, as podcasting is taken more seriously in different uh, platforms, I, I'd love to be able to get like a true number of of everything combined. So so far the journey, you know, I'm I'm, I'm blessed. Uh, been from the first episode where I had a uh, Laura and Farah um, running from Santa Monica, California to Las Vegas to 
Olympians to DACA's uh, to jujitsu practitioners with broken necks who've come back. Just so many different inspiring guests. And uh, I like, I like um, this guy, I forget his last name, but it's Tom. And he's got this uh, show on, he's got this show on YouTube called impact theory. And he actually kind of started off doing energy bars and they're like, do you know how saturated that market is? You're, you're never going to make it that that market saturated. He's like, you're right. It is saturated, but none of these energy bars are any good. They just don't taste good. So he made his energy bar. And prior to this, he claims he didn't really have much going on. And then this energy bar made him all kinds of money, millions. And then from there, he wanted to make a bigger impact. So he started a YouTube channel and he called it Impact Theory. And I started watching him from the beginning and I saw his rise little by little, little by little. And and then I saw him get a bigger guest and a bigger guest and bigger guest. And now, you know, he has top guests all the time. People know who he is. He's got millions of followers. But it's it's all that, you know, that journey, the the you know, the beginning. And the reason why I named this, this show put me in coach is because a lot of times we're waiting for that opportunity. We're waiting, you know, for the coach to say, okay, go, go prove it, go prove it. On one of my 99 epi prior episodes, I said that I felt like Fireside finally put me in. A lot of times I'm like, I was waiting, waiting for the right opportunity. Mark Cuban says, it doesn't matter how many times you failed in the past. You only have to be right once. And part of it does have to do with, with right time, right place. And I really feel like with what Fireside is doing and what, what they're providing, I'm at the right time and right place. Uh, you know, just from looking at that uh, show they did, the NFTLA, and if you're interested, you could go to Fireside, and when you log on, it's the first video you see on there. If you're interested, I'm sure you could also find it on on their Twitter or Instagram page. Uh, when you hear what they're planning to do, uh, what they're doing, what they see with this platform, to me, it's amazing, and I see it groundbreaking from other platforms. So I'm I'm really excited to be one of the the first on here and and get the opportunity uh one of my favorite movies as far as motivation is uh rudy uh rudy and when uh joe montana came came on i can't remember who who the podcaster is maybe uh dan i can't remember dan patrick i think many many years ago joe montana said that the rudy story was really really exaggerated and it kind of broke my heart but there's a scene where where rudy uh there's like two two linebackers and they have to get through and get the coach and he he just puts himself in there he's like i can do it coach and he goes in there and he gets slaughtered and then the coach the main coach even like does a whole 360 spin and and then again rudy's like i can do it coach and he, he's like all right let's see it and this time he actually does it and you know just so so many of us may be getting a break or get got a break and we don't really even realize when we're getting that that break so you know I, I just wanted to mention to everyone just really appreciate all these little milestones uh that we have and and you just never know where the the whole path will take you i know that there was a time where in you know i got injured doing jujitsu i'm also blue belt in jujitsu so i got stitched right stitched up right here and i really couldn't 
do any jujitsu. So I had to, and I was kind of hurt from my, I think MCL, but running forward didn't bother me. So I said, Oh, well, since I have to take time off, I'm going to run a marathon uh, a month for the whole month for the whole year of 2018. So one marathon, 26.2 miles every month. I ended up running 13 marathons that month and I carried it over to 2019. So I ended up running a marathon a month from January 2018 to March 2019. And I, I kind of became a little like, uh, like not cherishing the moments, the accomplishments. Uh, I'm not saying to dwell on it, but you know, we life is so short. So appreciate those moments. I, I was like getting like, Oh, going from one marathon to another, because you get this like really like high, especially if it's your first time, you're like, wow, I can't believe I accomplished that. If I could accomplish that, what else could I accomplish? Maybe I've been selling myself short. I know I could definitely do more. And then you kind of get like the blues a little bit. Uh, Terry Bradshaw kind of mentions that after winning the Super Bowl, how, how depressed he got because once, once you reach something you've been working for for so long and putting in hours and dedication and time and then you reach that pinnacle, then, then what's next? And, you know, really appreciating that, um, that's something that I think a lot of us don't do. I know I was getting like, oh, well, let's get ready for the next race and the next race and just not really appreciating everything. And as I look back on 100 episodes of Athletic Definition, I, I appreciate every time something difficult happened. Um, and, and I'll give you some examples because there's different types of interviewers, as I learned. Um, so, for example... I could do a show and I could have a co-host and it's a lot easier just to talk uh, when there's someone else because I do have another show on here called Drunks and it's every other Monday. We'll be doing a show this upcoming Monday called Cinco de Drinco. We'll be reviewing the most popular Mexican beers and that's with my co-host Ty. And so then someone can banter with you, come back and forth. When you pause, they talk. You know, it, it, it makes it easier. Then you have like the interview one-on-one kind of like Joe Rogan. You're talking to the guest and the guest is talking to you. And that in a way, it's a skill to be a good interviewer. You have to be able to, sometimes you want, let's say the guest to elaborate more on their, on, on what they're saying, but they won't. And so you have to be able to try and drive, you know, provocative questions so that they can answer them and give you as much details for your listeners. And then there's this type of, I wouldn't necessarily call it interview style, but you're talking and you got to be able to talk to yourself or, you know, I don't know, depending on how long you want your show to be, then you add the camera to the mix and then you add the live factor to the mix. So these are all different types of ways you could do shows. And even if you're really good at one style, you know, maybe you would suck at the other. Like I would, and maybe he would just be excellent because he does it so long, like uh, Joe Rogan for comedy, you know, he's a stand-up comic, but I'd like to see him just maybe do a show and just have to talk and see how well he is versus when you see him the other way. So by uh, the first time that I went solo, it's because my guests canceled. Uh, they, They weren't able to make it. And I wanted to continue to do shows because I felt you know, to get good at something, you just have to keep showing up. You have to keep practicing. You have to put yourself out there, even if it's uncomfortable. 
what I did, I started doing the solo shows. By doing the solo shows, then you're like, oh, this is like a whole different animal. But in the long run, as time goes on, I think I will become a more well-rounded, you know, host because I could do interview style. I could do with a co-host or I could just come up here and just talk and talk and talk and talk. So ESPN, if anybody gets hurt, uh, like an analyst, I did a couple of football examiner shows as well. If you guys need a, some sort of broadcaster, play-by-play, -play, I'm more than happy to, you know, hop in there. And, you know, as I was mentioning this, thank you everybody for joining. This show is my 100th episode. It's called Put Me In Coach. I mentioned that I feel that Fireside gave me that opportunity. You know, this whole time I've been like, put me in, put me in. I can do it. I can do it. And I would say Fireside out of all the applications there, I really like them. Not, not because I'm on here, but they like, they actually onboarded me and I got to meet one of the co-founders of the app. And I can't say I've met Mark Zuckerberg or uh, any of the Snapchat people or Elon Musk from Twitter now, or I haven't met anybody from any other platform. So for them to welcome me like that, and then also to just share their ideas and their vision of what they want to do. And that's why I feel like, oh, okay, just to me, it's such a great opportunity. When you think of people like Mr. Beast, and you're like, man, that guy's got almost 200 million followers. How did he do that? When you think of like the longevity of being on any sort of like uh like youtube when they they recommend that the youtube videos you're making they're not for this year or next year you're looking at the long haul you're gonna see you're gonna have thousands of views in five years ten years so a lot of the content you're making is not for today and i i always thought it was for today and as i'm learning from my podcast i'll go and i'll check and i'll be like man i got like 20 downloads today and they're all old episodes. They're, it's not the current ones. I, I thought people, so I'm learning a lot from my audience. I know uh, one of the favorite episodes, I would say the best episode that everyone liked uh, in these past hundred episodes, not including this one, is about music, working out music. So I'm definitely going to do another one about that. I also noticed that you guys like to uh, like to talk about longevity. So we're going to talk about, I did one show about living to 150 and different things you can do to try and live as long as possible. So that one was a very popular episode. Uh, it seems like you guys like the episode about the mushrooms uh, more than the, the getting high one about the 420. So the mushroom ones, I'll, I'll probably follow up on that one as well. And then I, I just wanted to kind of uh, mention that when I started doing this for, you know, very shy, uh, I'll, I'll even, I love DJing. I DJed for a long, long time and I can show you footage of me DJing, but I would never talk at any event. Anytime someone wanted to make an announcement, I'd be like, here's the mic. They're like, hey, can you announce it's time to cut the cake? I'd be like, nope, here's the mic. Uh, whatever it was, here's the mic. So I was a DJ because I'm like an introvert, outrovert that loves to meet people, loves to talk to people, but it is also very quiet and reserved. And so I, I think, I don't know, in like 15 years of DJing, I might have got on the microphone once and said, the cake is ready or something like that. Um, so I, I went from never, never, never talking to having a hundred episodes of a podcast. So to me that that's just 
what a ride, what an experience. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm looking forward to what more I could produce. As I mentioned, I want to hit 500 episodes now. Now, now that's the next goal um, because that's when I'll really, really know my analytics. Uh, right now, I just kind of have a guess based on 100 episodes that I produced. And, you know, this show is definitely evolving. It keeps changing. Looking forward to keep on bringing more guests. and But I also like the whole being able to just pick a topic, something that's going on, something that's current, something that I want to talk about, and just have a have a place to be able to share with people and see if anybody wants to come up and and you know participate but which leads me to if you want to start a show you know now's the time you know with the ease of youtube and fireside and many other platforms now's the time you know don't let excuses don't let shyness don't let fear stop you if you want to start working out if you want to lose those pounds whatever it is and and i'm saying this as an example, I'm speaking for myself because for a long time I had that, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. Oh, I'm going to start a podcast. And just years and years went by and and nothing ever happened. As it is, I've mentioned that it's really hard to get recognized like on the other platforms like Instagram um, because I'm not all steroid out. So because I'm not all steroid out, I don't get like the biggest traction. And when 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 that happens it's hard to get you know what i've been looking for is like sponsorships and things like that for athletic competitions because it's expensive to you know i pay for all my training i pay for all my events and it's not like if you talk to anybody who does any sort of sport they're going to be like oh yeah you know it costs money you know you got to buy your geese you got to buy this but i'm doing it for multiple sports which costs even more money and when i do events it costs even more money and so that's why I, Pretty much, you know, that's what I've, I've been looking for. It's hard to get that recognition when you're not all juiced out. So now I'm like, well, with my podcast, hopefully I can get some of that recognition. That way I could just keep competing. And, and you know, when people say, oh, you know, when I was young, and I'll be like, I'm the same age you are. And then they're like, I used to work out. That's one of my favorite excuses. Oh, when I was your age. I used to work out. I'm like, we're the same age. Did you know that? And they're like, oh, oh. And then they come up with something else. So, you know, my the whole show was started because one is I want to just encourage people to work out. I want to be the inspirational or motivation or my guest. I'm, I'm the type of person who will, like, throw on the David Goggins, the Eric Thomas, the Les Browns. I'll go to YouTube. I'll, I'll, I'm always the guy looking for those inspirational memes and quotes. So I know other people look for it because I see how many people like put that content out there, content out there, but it's not enough. There's more negative content out there. I felt that if we have some sort of positive message to say or something to add, that it's really our responsibility, especially right now with all the negativity going on, you know, put, put your own spin or if you, you have some sort of comedic talent, come up here or where, whatever platform you'll feel comfortable and make us laugh because laughter is so great. Uh, you know, a lot of people f forget about that, especially in working out. I, I don't really hear too many coaches talking about, you know, have fun, uh, laugh. Uh, if you could, and that's why I always tell people, don't think of your workout out. Think about it as I'm going to go and hang out with your friends and make it a friend thing. Like, hey, we're going to go shoot basketball or, 
you know, we're going to go just whatever. And if you're like not active at all, you could even be like, Hey, we're going to go bowling. And, and then you're like, it's not really a workout, but you're like hanging out with friends and it's more fun. So just kind of change the perspective on it. And if anybody um, would like to come up here and share a time that they felt a, a coach put them in and if they felt that they were ready, I know, you know, growing up in LA, I saw Kobe Bryant and, I don't know. I've always felt that I could always spot out talent and be like, oh, that player is going to be good or that singer or that actor. And they're, they're going to have a long career. And I remember Kobe Bryant playing in the playoffs and it, it was early in like, I think his rookie year, to be honest with you. And at that time they had a, like Cedric Sabalis and, and uh, Eddie Jones. And I can't remember a couple other players and, and, and Shaq, I think, but they were losing and they were going to lose. And they were pretty much, uh, Nick Van Exel was the other one. And they were all kind of pretty much scared to shoot the ball, except for Kobe. Kobe went out, he shot the ball, he shot air balls, and maybe I think like three. But after he shot the air ball, he wasn't scared to shoot it again. And these other players who were uh, in their longer uh, veterans of the sport didn't do it. Um, and I could tell, man, that that kid has something. He's gonna be good. It took him took him a little while, but sometimes you you can see that maybe you get your big break. You're telling the coach, "Hey, put me in, put me in. I can do it." And you're not ready. That doesn't mean that you won't turn out to be great, do good, inspire people. So you know, just consider. Uh, it's so funny because everybody just thinks everybody becomes like an overnight success. Everybody talks about Joe Rogan and no one talks about like he was doing it like on, I think it was like US, US TV. He's been doing it for so long. No one talks about how long he did it or David Goggins. Everyone just thinks he became like an overnight sensation. Like, like he just basically everybody knew who he was and it took years and years and years and years of him doing and grinding and working uh, and turning down deals for people to know who he is so it, it doesn't just happen overnight uh, and just you know keep going keep going whatever you're doing and uh i appreciate everybody in here so thank you so much i'm looking forward i was thinking okay 100 episodes i'm gonna kind of slow it down because i got a marathon this weekend but then i'm like nope i want to hit 500 and i want to hit 500 as quick as i can and i've been working on a bunch of different uh content so i've been actually putting more, more thought into what I'm creating from the titles to the, the picture to, you know, what I, I talk about. Uh, Joe Rogan has Jamie. I have Jamie iPad. So I use a, my iPad right here as a basically uh, and my notes and any, any references, anything I have to Google, this is pretty much what I use. And I don't actually, some people recommend it to do like everything written down, but I can't do that. That's too much. Or, I've been a guest on some podcasts and they give me like, um, I, I feel like it's homework, like pre, pre, pre-written questions that they're going to ask me. And, uh, I, and people have asked me, what are you going to ask me? And I just tell them it's conversational. I, I think it's better that way. It doesn't sound so, I would say like, I don't know, like kind of like dull and, and, and staged and, and, 
just more free flowing. So I, I enjoy that more. And what I enjoy is basically what I'm trying to produce. So I wanted to, uh, I don't have a beer, not till Monday, but a little red cup here in celebration, a toast to 100th episode right here on Fireside Athletic Definition. Thank you, everybody. And I will be back tomorrow. I'm going to do an OC Marathon preview, which is a marathon number 57 I'll be running this Sunday. I'm just going to talk a little bit about the course. And I have some footage that if you actually go and YouTube or I have early access to video on Spotify. When you look at the edited versions of this, I add a lot more pictures or I try to. I edit up until I get can't take it no more and then i'm like i'm just going to release it how it is but i try and add a lot more like pictures of what i talk about um you know split pictures so just to make it more interesting for the visual and then for the audio people thank you so much as i mentioned 64 countries 50 states uh, over 5,000 downloads and i couldn't have done it without my community so thank you so much i really appreciate it and i appreciate everybody here live today in the audience i will see you tomorrow for the oc marathon preview this has been coach ray z athletic definition i'll see everybody tomorrow thank you for joining me